welcome to Rise, Pray, Love. This is Casey Baxley. And Kevin Blevins. How come I never <laughs> Are you sad you don't get to go first? Not really. We're going in alphabetical order. Oh, Does that, that make it? Feel better? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. All right, good. So tonight we're going to talk about, a, I think, a very interesting topic. Um, and I think it's going to be super applicable um, to what's kind of going on in everybody's lives. Um, I know it is for mine. Um, we're still in First John. So we're in First John 2, and I'm going to read you uh, verses 18 through, it's a long one tonight, 18 through 27. 27. Okay. So here's the scripture we're going to talk about. My little title says, Warning About Antichrists. Mm. It says, Dear children, the last hour is here. You have learned that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged to us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong to us. But you are not like that, for the Holy Spirit has given you His Spirit. And all of the truth, all of all that you know is the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an Antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. I'm writing you these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Holy Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Awesome. That's a lot. It is. So, you know, what this is really trying to do is reinforce his key point for the entire letter. John has written this letter to emphasize the need for us to fellowship with Christ Mm -hmm. and his heavenly Father and with one another. And in this fellowship, we find ourselves being sanctified or, or made pure, right? We, yeah. we find ourselves in this in this constant process of being more and more like the person of Jesus Christ. And so what he's doing is he, he wanted to be careful to warn them against those who were teaching other doctrines that were not true. Yeah. And he's alluding to some of those here, and we'll, we'll kind of hit the high points here. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is He's saying, look, I can't, I can't be with you all the time, and, and I don't need to be with you all the time. Jesus ascended to the Father and sent his Holy Spirit, and he's in you, yeah. and he's going to help you understand what, what the truth is and what the lies are. And, man, I, I can't, I, you said it earlier as we were getting started, there's never been a time in the history of the United States mm-hmm. when it is more important to be able to know the truth from lies. Yeah. And so, if you want to know the truth from lies, hang in there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna show you exactly how that should be working out for you. Yeah, and we have to remember too when when we're thinking about this scripture, 
He's not trying to talk to people that, that don't already know who Jesus is. He's not talking mm-hmm. to people that aren't already believers. Right. And so they already have an understanding mm-hmm. and a basis and a foundation. Because I think sometimes when I read through there, if I skip over that portion, then I get my perspective a little bit wonky. Right. So, yeah, he's not trying to evangelize these people. Yeah. He's reminding them of what they already know. Yeah. Right? Which, and he's pointing out the things that they already know. How many times in our lives do we need to be reminded <laughs> of right. what we already know? Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying, dear children, the last hour is here. Uh, you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, mm-hmm. and already many such Antichrists have appeared. So... What he's alluding to is this ultimate enemy of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the, the Christ, the, the Messiah, the chosen one who is going to rescue all of us from sin and death and establish his kingdom and be placed on a, on a throne and is going to reign in all authority forever. Yeah. Um, he's talking about that enemy, uh, the Antichrist. And we're not doing a Bible study on the Antichrist tonight, so I won't dive down that rabbit hole. But suffice it to say that these people who have been spreading these other doctrines that are leading people astray and that are teaching a different gospel than John and other uh, Christ followers in the church had been teaching uh, and didn't include things like uh, they believed that Jesus was not fully God. That somehow God's spirit possessed him at, at the baptism and then left him before he was killed. Because they couldn't believe that God incarnate could be killed by mortal men. Gotcha. Uh, they believed that, um, that Jesus was, you know, uh, not raised from the dead. There was no resurrection. Right, so the, these different teachers were di- teaching different doctrines, and and they were gaining traction. And so John is writing this letter to say, "Look, here's what you need to do. First and foremost, you need to be in fellowship with Jesus Christ and His Father, and you need to be in fellowship with one another, and you need to trust what the Holy Spirit tells you is true and what tell what they tell you is lies." Yeah. And you know, we spent some time in the in chapter one and the first part of chapter two he reminded them exactly the gospel that they followed, right? right? That Jesus is the only righteous one who died to take away our sin, right? So we're, we did, we've already been reminded of those truths. But in case you're hearing this for the first time tonight, hey, know this. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He was born like a man mm-hmm. in, in, a, in an infant form, and he, just like any other baby, human right. baby. And he grew up to be a man, and at the right time, he died. He was crucified on a cross where they literally nailed his hands and feet to this wooden cross and then raised him up. And in the process, he gave up his life. And then they placed him in a borrowed tomb and buried him. Um, and then three days later, he took up his life again. He, he rose from the grave. He literally came back to life right. of his own volition and because he chose to do that, some things happened. When he died, because the penalty for sin, sin being those things that we do wrong in this life that separate us from God because God is completely good and sin is completely bad. And so those two things can't exist together, but God wanted us to be with him. So he sent his son to die on the cross to pay the penalty because the Bible teaches that the penalty for sin is death. 
So somebody had to die. Jesus lived a perfect life. He never sinned, not one time. And yet he died on the cross so that you and I, when we place our faith and we believe that Jesus died for our sins, uh, we are then credited with his holy life. And so now we are righteous in God's eyes and we're able to follow him. Now, John has been teaching these people this for a while. He's coming back around writing this letter to them and saying, remain in that fellowship with Jesus Christ who is alive because he rose from the grave. And now he's reminding them that by the power of Jesus' Holy Spirit, they will know the truth. Um, He he goes on to talk a little bit more about the Antichrist. He says, these people left our churches, uh, but they never really belonged with us. And he said, uh, but you are not like that. In verse 20, uh, for the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you. The truth they know is the truth of the gospel, Mm -hmm. the one true gospel, Mm -hmm. right? The good news, uh, in fact, Casey, you know where that term comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us. So the the word gospel means good news, Mm -hmm. but the good news is uh, the gospel is comes from a day when a king would conquer an enemy. Okay. And they would send apostles into the, the, the towns and villages to spread the gospel mm-hmm. or the good, good news. news, right? And the good news was that the king has won the battle. Yeah. And now every king would send this word, you are free to live in his kingdom. Yep. Okay. That's, that's what King Jesus did. He came, and when he conquered sin and death by his death on the cross and, and attained new life on our behalf by taking up his life again on the third day, he has now given us the ability to be forgiven of our sin and live forever with him in new life. And so that's the, that's the truth that he's telling them. Uh, the, the, let's see, but you are not like that... For the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you, not because you don't know the truth, but because you you know the difference between the truth and lies. Now, he's going to go on to explain what a liar is. A liar is anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. That's why they're called Antichrist, right? Okay. Little a. Exactly. Anyone who denies the Father... Uh, and the son is an antichrist. He just spells it right out there for yep. him, right? But he goes on to say, but anyone who acknowledges the son has the son and the father also, yeah. right? Why is that important? Well, because there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have all three. Yeah. They're, they're inseparable. And, Which was not what was taught before. Right. So he's He's dispelling some of the... Bad theology that's being being taught. Yep. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. He keeps reinforcing yep. that truth, right? And uh, and in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. So. These antichrists were going into villages and they were getting traction and they were starting to form, you know, churches were beginning to form around and they were all believing these theologies 
as the truth. Yeah. And so he's trying to say, look, you got to stand strong in what is really right here. And we need to, to concentrate for a second on verse 25, because mm. we, you know, we've talked about fellowship, so we know what that is. But then it says we enjoy, which I think sometimes we are so busy in this world mm-hmm. that we don't take the time to actually enjoy even a, an idea. Mm. Um, but we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. Kevin, how many promises has God ever broken? Never, not one. Not one. Not one. So in this fellowship, we enjoy eternal life he promised us. Mm. So we can stand on that truth every day, all day, forever. Right. Because it's something that we yep. we know is going to happen. Yeah. Even on the days when it feels like heaven is so far away from yeah. where we are, yeah. that the uh, presence of God may not feel near to yeah. where we are um, because that eternal life that he's talking about there started the moment that we received Christ as our savior. Yeah. The moment that we acknowledged that the king that won the battle, won that battle for me, he conquered sin and death for me. Yeah. And now he reigns in my heart, meaning he, uh, my heart and my, and my mind belong to him. Yeah. And so I want to live my life his way. And that's why I choose to repent of my sin and turn away from the things that are not of him and and live as if I'm in his kingdom even now because this eternal life started right away. Yep. Yeah. And that's why you've you've probably seen, I mean, I I can think of times in my life that if you looked at what was going on, you would go, man, she's having a really hard season. And then, you know, you think, wow, how can she smile? How can she love on somebody? How can she, you know, do those things? And, and it has nothing to do with the she. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the fact that um, I have fellowship with Jesus and I have faith. And that this place that we're in, whether that's an emotional place or a physical place yeah, or just a rational place or an irrational place, right. wherever, it, that, wherever you are, it's not your home. It's, it's, this is not the world that we long for. This is not where we belong. We belong in God's king, eternal kingdom, and he wants us. He wants human beings to reign alongside him in his kingdom. Yeah. And that's why we believe that we don't have anything to fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity, yeah. but of love, power, and self-control. Mm-hmm. In these moments... Love, power, and self-control reigns because of who he is. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we can move on. That's all right. <laughs> but you have received, uh, in verse 27, but you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. You know, I, I really do believe in the supernatural moving of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, Casey. I really believe in the person of the Holy Spirit who we have fellowship with, who guides us, who speaks to our spirit, who allows us to know things that we couldn't otherwise know. And and there have been moments when, you know, you can stop and pray that God would give you wisdom in a moment or or, or just give you an answer in a moment, yeah. and he will do it. And he will do it. And, and you will know what is right. Uh, so I don't doubt very, I don't doubt at all that John is calling that out, that the Holy Spirit is going to lead them to know what is true. Mm-hmm. 
It says, it goes on to say, for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you to remain in fellowship with Christ, uh, so just as, he, just as he has taught you, comma, remain in fellowship with Christ. Yeah. So John is, is ending this particular section of the letter. Of course, John to John, this wasn't a section. Yeah. It was all, all one letter. It. But, yeah. you know, this, this idea in the letter comes to a close and he, he's kind of just punctuating this idea that, that we're going to have fellowship. And in this life, we're going to have fellowship with Jesus Christ and the Father through the Spirit. Yeah. But we also have fellowship with one another in the Spirit. And um, so I want to kind of circle back just a minute. We need to cling to truth. Mm-hmm. And we don't need, not only do we not need to accept lies as truth. Yeah. We also need to speak truth against lies. Yeah. We literally are able to push back darkness when we speak truth into a situation. Now, I think that we should always do things in a spirit of love. Mm-hmm. I think that we should always do things uh, that we should always pray for guidance and we should ask the Holy Spirit to give us words to say. And I don't believe that he would ever uh, give us license to be destructive or tear down or to speak against, to bring harm. Right. But I do think that we need to be bold and courageous, that we need to stand on the truth of God's word, that we need to you know, be able to stand up and say with all confidence that God's creation was created perfectly the way he created it. Yeah. Uh, and no one else gets to come in and circumvent his authority to establish human women and human men and, and uh, the relationships that he ordains between men and women um, and their children um, and their friends and their fellow believers right. in Jesus. And so we need to be willing to speak up for the truth. Yeah. And I think that more believers need to be bold and courageous to speak out and say, hey, I know a boy when I see a boy, and I know a girl when I see a girl, and I know that the truth is I need to love a person who is confused. I need to love a person who doesn't know the truth and who the the, the truth of the gospel, as John calls it out here, is, yeah. is not in them. Right. I'm called to love that person, but I'm not called to necessarily accept their version of reality if that's the only way that they will allow me to express love to them, (coughs) then I'm going to respectfully move away and not, and not express that to them. I'm not going to buy in to the fantasies of the evil one who is here to steal, kill and destroy, who wants to deceive, uh, who, who is having a heyday right now. Uh, because our our national media and our um, other uh, communication structures and media structures are all buying into the lies and the sensationalism around these lies. And that is exactly uh, what he wants. He wants to keep us from talking about the truth. So as Christians, let's let's allow the Holy Spirit to keep us focused on the truth. Right. The truth is, 
Jesus is the ultimate king and conqueror of this world. It's not under his authority right now, but someday it will be. And Satan knows his days are, his days are, are limited. And you and I have the, not only the responsibility, but the great, the great honor. Yeah, privilege. Yeah, the privilege of, of representing the truth of, mm-hmm. of Christ's gospel in these moments. And man, all these things that he created for us uh, go back to a moment. You know, we, you and I happen to believe that, that the entire Bible, man, I've been talking for a long time. Do you, <laughs> no, you're doing do you great. have anything to add? No, you're doing great. So what I, what I was thinking as you were talking was, um, I think it's countercultural for our human brains. We think you can't love somebody and not support the way they're living. You either have to love them and support them in everything that they're doing and every way that they're believing, or you have to hate them. Yeah. And that, and that's in that I, I've, I'm like, no, that that's not how this should go. Right. Um, you can still love somebody with the love of Jesus and not agree with the way that they're choosing to live. You know, sometimes when people get a wooden splinter, mm-hmm. if you just leave it alone, it will fester. Yeah. And it'll get really sore. Yeah. But eventually, it'll work its way out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I used to work uh, with metal, and you would get, if you weren't careful, if you weren't wearing your gloves and you picked something up or whatever, you could get a metal shard. Okay. Like a splinter. Well, those the problem with the metal shards is, is they wouldn't always work their way out. Sometimes they would work their way deeper into the into the flesh. Okay. And so it had to be removed, right? So sometimes, though it would really hurt yeah. to have somebody dig around in there and pull that thing out, you needed to have it removed. Yeah. Or it was going to get worse. And I think sometimes that's like speaking truth. We need to do it respectfully. We need yeah. to do it in with compassion. Yeah. Jesus always spoke with compassion, but like when he addressed the woman at the well, mm-hmm. man, he didn't hold back the truth at all. Yeah, but it wasn't judgmental, and no. I and I think that's a really hard line to walk. Is sometimes when people start getting passionate about, well, I believe it's this way, then they they bump up against that sounding judgmental to the person that's listening. So we can't control what people think. Correct. But what we can control is how we, the the temperament with which we present the right. truth. So I would say be less concerned about offending people yes. and more concerned about loving them. Yes. And if you if if you think that you have a tendency and you know yourself pretty yeah. well, other people, maybe people you're close to, your people in your household or whatever know you pretty well. And if you have a tendency to come off as judgy whenever you speak to people, work on that. Yeah. But the point is, don't shy away from the truth. Because even though the truth may hurt someone's feelings, I would rather hurt their feelings than have them spend an eternity separated from God. Absolutely. So I, I am not going to shy away from the truth, although I don't think that we use the God's truth like a weapon yes. to go after people that don't agree with us. Right. 
And I th- that's the difference. I think we see a lot of that going on these days. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of times that you can reach people, and it, and it may not, it may be transgender, it may be, there's all kinds of different scenarios where this applies. Yeah, any of the alphabet. So, yeah, that's right, any of the alphabet. Um, and, I mean, even people that believe in other religions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, all of that. Um, I had the opportunity the other day to speak to somebody um, that they live here, but they're originally from India, mm-hmm. um, and they're Hindu, mm-hmm. and she said, because of the way in which you've spoken to me tonight, I don't believe what you believe, but I am willing to listen to what you're saying. Well, that's huge. And, I th- and all I could say was, thank you, Jesus, for putting the right words in my mouth, because we were eating Tex-Mex, and I was just talking about my relationship with Jesus. So, you know, I, I very easily could have, like you said, offended her. Mm-hmm. Um if I hadn't have been sensitive to listening to what the Holy Spirit was telling me mm. to say. You know, Casey, I think that people can tell when we're genuinely yeah. in love. I think they can tell when we're genuinely excited. I think they can tell when we genuinely hate something. Right. Or when we genuinely care deeply about something. Yeah. So I think that the... The answer to all of this is in John's letter here, particularly in this section where he's saying, look, the idea here is to spend time abiding in Jesus Mm -hmm. and and abiding in the Father and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Spend time with me, in me. Listen to my word. Let it permeate who you are. And, and then go out and boldly speak yeah. the truth. Go do something with it. That's Because yeah. that's the other group of people that, in my humanness, frustrate me to death. Are Because, I, I mean, Kevin always makes fun of me for being smart and, and being a word nerd. And that's fine, because I am. I know. I got it. But what I don't want to be guilty of is just being a word nerd. Mm. I want to make sure there's some hands and feet to those things. Mm. Um, and so... You know, that, that would be my encouragement to anybody. Is, you know, I, I know that... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say, it's just not to study only. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, Casey, I think that what we worry about, we shouldn't... We should stop worrying. Yeah. Right? Uh, whatever your concern is. Well, I might sound judgmental, or I might hurt somebody's feelings, or if I, if I make them mad, they're not going to listen to me. Yeah. Right? Whatever your concern is, could put that behind this. Spend time in prayer, spend time in the word, spend time in fellowship with other believers, focusing on the character and the knowledge of Christ. And if you do that, then you can go out boldly and proclaim his gospel and his Holy Spirit is going to empower you. You are going to have the right words to say. He's going to temper your, your, your temperament so that you come off compassionately. We can have faith yeah. in who he is in our life, but only if we seek after him. Yeah. If we're not seeking after him, then we can't expect him to be present in those moments. And if we're trying to tell people about who Jesus is in our own power, right. we're going to mess it up every time. Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, God has showed me through the years in different instances with different types of personalities and different needs, you know, that sometimes it's a 
10-year relationship where I just have to keep talking about what Jesus is doing in my life. Sometimes it's a three-minute conversation on the phone and they go, wait, there's something different about you. What's different? It Or goes to, it's a pregnancy and they've just had a baby and I'm taking them food and they have no idea that I'm a believer in Jesus. But because I was nice enough to stop my crazy world and bring them food, I, I fulfilled a need that they had and so that was my open door. So right. God's going to give you each one of those things. You just have to be aware right. and listen. Mm-hmm. And you only do those two things when you rise, pray, love, right? which is fellowship with Christ. Right. Exactly. And so don't worry so much about whether you're supposed to say something or whether you're just supposed to do something. Just say and do as you have opportunity and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you um, want to speak to one of us or you have any questions or you have any answers (laughs) at this point, um, please feel free to contact us. You can either contact us at risepraylove.com or we have a Facebook group that's also called Rise Pray Love and we post lots of things in there, um, encouraging words and um, if we're going to have a prayer journaling class or um, if we're going to have a get-together or anything like that, we post it on there as well. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this evening. Yep, we'll see you next week.